Yerp. Welcome to yet another episode of Fifty Shades of Play. I'm your host, D the Dom, alongside my beautiful wife. The missus. What's going on, y'all? Uh it is a very heavy very situation that we're in right now. My in the world. goodness. It's it's crazy because all of the things that are going on, it's not just here in America. It's not. It's all over the world. Like and, we're all most feeling it. Most definitely. And it's 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 annoying the fact that it's taken us, I guess you can say, from the beginning to now, from the time that we arrived to the time of today. Four hundred and one like, years. Okay. Yeah. Technically. Six, yeah. Sixteen, nineteen to now. But just the reality of the situation, just to see where we've come from and to see the progress, yes. Yeah. But to see that even in the progress, there is still bullshit that we're dealing with on a regular yeah. basis, on a daily basis. We're still treated as less than. So 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 much. So much. And it hurts my heart being a black man in America. Yeah. You know, realizing that no matter how good I I am, no matter what good I do, mm-hmm. I'm always a target. Yeah. Always. Always. You know, so th- this episode is it's not going to be the typical, like, oh, this is going to be fun. We're talking about sex and stuff like that. We have this platform. This is a platform that we are running. We own it. We can do what, whatever the fuck we want to do with it. Yeah. So... I have freedom of speech. Sometimes I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. So we're going to have a conversation about this yeah. because this shit is heavy and we are dealing with this real time. Yeah. We're dealing with the real time. And this this is a conversation that needs to be had. It's a conversation and points that need to be brought up. I'm not saying that we are experts in in the subject. But we are black, and but we're we are dealing black, with this every day. And sometimes experience is better than than research. Yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot of people that would definitely say, "Well, studies show." Fuck studies. Yeah, this, this is what I deal this with. This is life. This is the feeling that I feel waking up every single day, going to sleep every single day. You know, yeah. so yeah, this is definitely something that I want to be able to shed light on because this is not this is not an easily converse topic. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, just from your point of view, where 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 are you right now? Let's do a little bit of catch up from the last week, two weeks, whatever it may be. You know how how are you feeling? Where are you at mentally with what's going on? Um, it's a lot going on, and I think the other day you were out at the store or something, and I was here just looking through social media and the news and things like that, and I just start crying because it's like I am married to a black man and we have a young black son. Right. What type of world are we raising into. our yeah, mm-hmm. are we raising our son in? Mm-hmm. He's such a lovable kid. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see I mean, no, I don't want to say he doesn't see color, but he doesn't see the negativity behind, you know, whatever Karen is bringing to the table. He's just <laughs> an innocent Fuck kid. Karen. So it's heartbreaking. It really is. It's heartbreaking. Um, seeing all of the riots and seeing people peacefully protest, but still being tear gassed. It's Mm -hmm. just like... Or rubber, uh, shot with rubber bullets. Bullets, yeah. Or being manhandled. It's just so many things that the media has shown. So one one thing I definitely want to say is that things have changed drastically in the last few decades, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we've had 
a major technological boom that has allowed for technology to rise in such a way that our social interactions are more, our social interactions are a lot easier to attain Mm -hmm. by way of social media. Right. Right. So going through social media, what we have now compared to what we had 50 years ago, shoot, what even what we had 20 years ago. Yeah. Everything back, is in your face. It's no. in your face. So back then, you know, let, let's let's just go back, way back when. Back when, you know, the way you found out about news was through the courier. Right. If yeah. you had some type of newspaper that came in, that's mm-hmm. how you found your news, right? Yep. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Post office will deliver your mail, will deliver your newspaper, whoever it may be. You'll get your your information about what's going on in the world, in the nation, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. like that. Fast forward a, f- a few few decades. Now you have uh, more instant. Now you have mail that's moving a lot quicker, right. right? Post office starting to improve. You know their processes improve. You're allowed to get telegrams, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Fast forward even past that. Now you have radio. Yeah, yeah. From radio, you have television. From television, you have cable. Mm-hmm. From cable, you have the internet. Yep. Now the internet. Going, being from something that's on the computer to something, that's a computer that's in your hand, yeah. a phone. Yep. So now we have social media that allows us to see that which we could not see decades ago. Right. So now we're forced to see. And now when I say we, I mean not just us as black people, mm-hmm. Everyone. but now our counterparts, Yeah. you know, all people of color, but especially our white counterparts. Mm-hmm. And, and Lord knows, I... I have nothing against white people. I have nothing against other people of color. What I do have an issue with are people that are complacent and are ignorant to the reality of what we as a people are dealing with on a regular basis. People that live in their own bubbles. People that, like, they are they are literally looking at us and saying, mm-hmm. oh, I don't see how you can do this. Or I don't right. see why you would feel this way. Right. But now we have social media. And we have social media in a way that everybody's quick to pull out their phones, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Because right. in terms of George Floyd, God rest his soul, for him to die in the way that he did. For the world to see viciously it over and over and by over. four cops, especially Derek Chauvin, mm-hmm. who rested his knee in this man's neck for eight, nine minutes. Like, yeah. I hear, heard the dude that was in the video, he's just like, that's a blood choke, that's a blood choke. Like... I practice jujitsu. Yeah. I know the difference between different chokes. Yeah. The way his knee was in his neck, that was, that's not, you can literally pass out. And you can see in the video how he's adjusting himself just so he can come back to. You can hear in his words how his speech begins to slur, how he starts to panic. And in the video, you don't realize at first Mm -hmm. that there are four cops on him. Or three cops on him because it was the fourth um, Asian one that was standing up guarding whatever the hell they thought they were doing. So there was one on his neck, two on his body, while he was already handcuffed, not even fighting. So now we have social media that allows people to record a video and share it with the world. We are now in an uprising, right? I couldn't even... I didn't watch the video i saw pictures mm-hmm. uh we you and i talked about it i didn't want to watch it um 
but I've watched it. But I have to. I can't for my mental stability is I can't keep seeing things like that yeah. over and over and yeah. over yeah. because I don't want to go outside of our house and be afraid of white people. I don't want our son to be afraid of white people, mm-hmm. but we have to have those conversations. And it's unfortunate that we have to have these conversations, yeah. but it's a reality as a black man or as a black woman, we have to raise our kids to know the difference between what we deal with mm-hmm. as a race compared to everybody else. Yeah. And it's sad. It is. But the fact that social media puts all of this stuff out there is a, is a positive thing because now it brings to light that which we couldn't see before. Yeah. But the problem with that is now we're being traumatized yeah. on a regular basis. Every day. Every day I go through Facebook. I go through Instagram. I go through Twitter. I go through all these different social media platforms and people are posting videos of cops just brutalizing us. Cops killing us. Cops killing our men. Cops killing our women. Cops killing our children. Yeah. And it's to the point now that I'm fed up, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And the way that I feel right now, I can only imagine how other people feel. Yeah. You know? And when... When you you operate from such a hurt place, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And when you hurt a certain group of people a certain way for so long, there is bound to be some type of retaliation. Absolutely. And to be honest, a, the revolution will be televised. And that is what's happening right now. We are living in a different type of world. Like we're we're living in... A world where we're finally standing up to ourselves or standing up for ourselves, but it's not being received well. It's like we're standing up for ourselves and we're protesting and marching and doing everything that um, we know to do, but we're still being beaten down. Um, I know one thing that I saw and I completely agree with is we can't just march and we can't just protest we have to hit them where it hurts and that's the dollars that's the money the green that's the money and and i, I want to say this you're going to hear us say a lot of they them all of these different words that attribute to a certain group of people if you are offended by the term they or them you should know by now and if you haven't you know listened to the podcast before I clearly differentiate, and I'll make sure that whoever's talking on this will explain themselves whether they are differentiating or generalizing. Right. I don't make generalized statements. I'm not going to attribute one particular characteristic to one group of people because I'm, I'm a single person that has had single experiences with individuals within these groups. There's no way for me to interact with every single one of these people right. in these groups. Right. So I cannot generalize, and I will not generalize saying that. But when you hear me say they or them, or when you hear the missus say they or them, we are talking about the people that are doing this to us. We are talking right. about racists. We are talking about the KKK. We are talking about white supremacists. We are talking about those people. If you are a white person listening to this, understand me when I say this. I am not talking about you, but if you feel defensive in any type of way at anything that we're saying, mm-hmm. then you're part of the issue. You're probably part of the problem because you are so arrogant to think that we are referring to you. You must have some type of guilt. You must Absolutely. have ex- exhibited something in some 
time in your life that even you can admit is is questionable. Yeah. You know, so when I when we say these days and thems and all of this stuff, just know we're talking about the bad guys. Let's say that. Yeah. We're talking about the bad ones. Now, there are many people that say that they are allies. You got to understand what a true ally is. Continue. I want to make sure that we we get that because there's a lot of people. I know there's probably going to be people jumping in the comments or sending messages saying, "How could you generalize?" No, no, I'm not generalizing. And if you feel bad about this, either you're ignorant to the reality of your privilege as a white person, or you're you're ignoring the fact that we are dealing with these things and and allow yourself to ignore the fact that we are dealing with them. Yeah. So, yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. Um, it's just so many things happening and so much going on. It's like we went from COVID-19, which shook the world, mm-hmm. to now this. It, mm-hmm. It's scary. It really is scary the times we're living in. It's disheartening to see that we have been dealing with such brutality, the discrimination, segregation you know, prejudice, all of these different things geared towards us. Like, we can go deep. We could go into history and go from, you know, us living as kings to us being stolen. I was going to say that. Like, we were... I don't know if if the bad white people or bad people in general, if they are afraid for us to realize where we come from. Because we come from kings and queens and mm-hmm. royalty, if... All of us as uh, African-Americans or as people of color understand understand our worth and rise up and um, fight for our own. I think they will be terrified. I, I, I definitely agree. It's crazy. It's if they only knew the truth of where we come from. Yeah. And the problem is they really don't care. Some know. Right. And they ignore it. Yeah. You know. They, they know that if we were to empower ourselves and go back to the mindset of our ancestors, things would, th- that privilege would no longer be in effect. Right. But the problem is when we are going through and having these conversations, one thing that really stands out to me is the fact that, and, and it's funny because uh, your father said this on his page. He said, America should be grateful that the seeds of slavery only want equality and not revenge. Exactly. Because if you really think about it, yeah. 401 years. Like, this is our America. From slave trade to now. Yeah. Like, this is America, and this is our America. When Donald Trump, that asshole of a president, and I can say that because it's freedom of speech, and I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. That asshole of a president has the nerve to make a slogan, make America great again, but who was it that truly made America great? Because when you really think about it, America's not great in in terms of production. It's not great in terms of, you know, uh, its population and all the things. America is on the bot is is I wouldn't say the bottom, but when you look at a lot of the lists of the top countries and top statistics and stuff like that, yeah. America is nowhere near the top. The yeah. thing that America is in the top of, obesity. Yeah. When it comes to the prison, the prison industrial complex, the amount of prisoners incarcerated per capita. Yeah. We're number one in that in the world. 
So when know, was America ever great? When, when was it great? Because if you really think about the greatness of America and what has come about from America, how America has thrived financially and stuff like that, it was built on the backs of slaves. It was taken from the indigenous people. It was taken from the indigenous. And then built on the built back on the of back of slaves. slaves, as well as in as as and, the indigenous yeah. people, the Native Americans, and it's when you when you look back into history, and a lot of people, you can fact check this yourself if you want. You know, people people will say, well, the the Indians had had slaves as well. Yeah, they did. There was there was there was a lot that went with it. Yeah. The Native Americans themselves there were a lot of deals made between them and the colonizers yeah. at the time you know so it's 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 it's, it's mind-blowing when i have to sit here and think about this even just having this conversation i'm getting like hot just just thinking about what we were yeah what, what we, we became, were stolen from what, what we were what we we're stolen from what we became here and what we're dealing with now. Yeah. And to say like, we are a strong people to still be surviving and yeah. still be pushing. Now, it's, it sucks. It really sucks. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, you know, all of these different people. And though these are like some of the more recent, recent one, Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah, it's crazy because <sighs> I know you're, you're saying the names, but it, it made me think about when my aunt was here the other day we was having a conversation about Mm. this and we were trying to think of we were we were talking about what was going on and we were trying to think of a another situation that happened with a black man um being choked out by the police and we were just rattling off all of these names that were killed Mm -hmm. by the hands of a white man and it or a white yeah a white cop and, and it's it, sad. It it's is. really it sad. Really is. Like, and those that, are sorry. Those man. are just the names that are portrayed in media, or those are just the names that that were videotaped. Or that that we that yeah broadcasted that we saw. But there's so many more. There's so many. I, I sorry. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I saw a um, and I have to fact check this as well. I saw something on IG where it showed like uh, the city that we live in is like. 91 percent oh uh, oh i know i, know I don't exactly know what, what you're talking about so yeah. it's talking about um the rate of uh i believe is the rate of african-american people that are killed by police or police, something like yeah. that per million yeah and columbus ohio has the, the highest, highest which at 91 people per million that's crazy but uh, and the list went from there and went through all, all major the major cities, cities yep, and everything like cities, that yeah it's 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 scary. It's scary being a black person in America. It's scary dealing with the things. But you know what's the scariest part? Seeing how how media portrays the bullshit that's going on. Yeah. So we have peaceful protests mm-hmm. and then we have riots. Yeah. And then when you look at these peaceful protests and these riots, it's kind of interesting seeing the different types of people that are in mm-hmm. these peaceful protests and versus these riots. the riots so the thing that, that and looting and the looting the thing that's been really getting to me is i'm looking at a lot of these videos and and i i'm not going to say i'm the smartest person in the world i pay attention to things differently than others mm-hmm. i would definitely say that yeah one thing i would definitely say is when it comes to the 
videos, the media that's being portrayed out there, they are putting out a narrative that is disrespectful, demeaning, detrimental to, to us as a people. Yes. Because they're making us look like we're out here only doing these things to riot and loot. Yep. When clearly there are so many videos, so many videos of people that are peacefully protesting, that are going to state houses just taking a knee, that are uh, marching to their downtown areas, marching to their um, representatives' uh, establishments, and they are asking for solutions. Yep. But then you may see these camouflage people. And when I say camouflage, I don't mean army fatigue camouflage. I mean people that are dressed up. Like they are protesting. Yeah. That have their face fully covered, their skin fully covered, wearing complete head masks, helmets, all types of stuff that are literally walking and breaking glasses to windows. Yep. Breaking glasses of establishments, breaking windows. They're doing all of these things. And these are some of the things that are triggering a lot of these riots. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like, it's, it's like that episode of um, The Boondocks. Remember mm-hmm. when... When Huey was talking about how anytime somebody throws a chair in a black function, then there's, there's a fight that breaks up. Yep. Yeah. Th- this is very similar. And of course, that was more so comedy. But this is reality. Anytime there's something broken, smashed, mm-hmm. loud noises start occurring, people get antsy. People yeah. get. So there are agitators. Literally, people are getting video of agitators that will come up, break windows, bust out cars. Lighting things on fire mm-hmm. and then walking off. I saw a video yesterday or the day before yesterday, actually a couple of them. And I don't know what, I don't remember what city this was in, but it was a girl was videotaping like the protests and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was a white guy just walking down or going down the street. Every window he saw taking a bat to it. And it's like, this is what is shown in the media. Mm-hmm. When my black brothers and sisters are trying to get solutions so that we can have equality finally in Mm -hmm. 2020 and someone who calls themselves a white ally is going down the street, busting Mm -hmm. windows to businesses. How does that look? And and the problem is they're not truly an ally. Exactly. That's that's the problem. They're just, and and I was, I wouldn't even say just our black brothers and sisters. There, there are a lot of people, black people, white people, Latinos, Asian Indian, all mm-hmm. of these different groups that are coming out in droves to support this because yeah. they see in different countries they're seeing it yeah. live and in living color. The the assassination of a man that's begging for his life. That's beg that's calling out for his mother that, that passed that, away that passed two years away. ago on the same day. Yeah. Like so now that they see it, for some people it's becoming a reality. Like, okay, I really thought that this this wasn't as big as it was, but it yeah, really is. Yeah, they thought it was a game. It's I actually, game. I saw a post earlier today. I can't remember the guy's name, but he, he was saying uh, it was basically a post for Colin Kaepernick. And okay. he was basically saying that he dismissed everything oh, that I saw Colin that. Kaepernick uh, was saying. Dang, what is his name? I can't remember his name. But he was saying that he dismissed it. He didn't believe that it was as real as Colin Kaepernick. He was offended because of the way that he protested rather than the reason why he was protesting, protesting. Yeah. and he apologized to Kaepernick yep. for for what he was saying because he was just like, I can't believe what I'm seeing now. Right. But why is it that you? Why do you why have does it to take, see somebody yeah. die? Yep. 
why does it take that extremity to to actually understand the hurt of someone? Yeah. Or the yeah. protest, the peaceful protest of someone. Yeah, exactly. It took this for you know some people and and I'll our white allies sometimes when you're uh when it's not in your face it's it's kind of like out of sight out of mind out of sight out of mind mm-hmm. so it's it's disheartening it's very disheartening and the riots the looting I do not condone the violence I do not condone you know tearing up property I do not condone attacking police officers. I, I do respect some of these businesses. There is a business here who put out maybe a month or so back how something about the dress code and how they Oh yeah, there is a few few establishments downtown Columbus um that basically had some race, very targeted racial. dress codes that basically made it so that no black people could get Can't in. come in. Because right. that is our style. Yeah. They were literally saying things like no sagging pants, no athletic wear. Um, no this, no that, and everything was geared towards us. But Black then people. today on Blackout Tuesday, which is today hashtag Blackout Tuesday, if you didn't know, you put out um, you put out a black, just a black picture on your on your social media. And that's media, for not Facebook, just Instagram. for Black people; it's, it's for, for everyone. It's, it's not, and it's just not putting the blacked out blackout picture on your social media. Support Black-owned businesses. Support us. Support um, but what I was what I was saying. Those businesses who put out those statements about the dress mm-hmm. code, uh, there's other businesses that are putting out statements like, yes, our windows were broken. Yes, you know, we may have been looted, mm-hmm. but we understand the struggle and mm-hmm. we stand by you. Right. A broken window can be fixed. A life, a de- a life, brought, yeah, a life cannot be brought back. Insurance covers that. Exactly. What ins- what, if, let's, let's even bring it down to the example of George Floyd. He has insurance. What is this insurance going to do? Cover, cover his funeral costs. Right. That's it. He his After life that, was taken away from he, his family. Exactly. Hopefully, he has money to go to his kids if he has any, to his family if he has any, to cover expenses that need to be done, debt that needs to be taken care of. Yeah. But they this would is a much life. rather we we would much rather him be here, and we would much rather have a different type of conversation than having this conversation of. This man was brutally murdered for the world to see. Right. Right. So it's it it sucks. The rioting needs to stop. The looting definitely needs to stop. And I need people to understand this. I truly don't believe that we are we as a people, and when I say we as a people, I mean people of color, black people, are instigating a lot of these riots, are instigating a lot of these um uh acts of looting. I I I'm not going to be ignorant enough to say that there are no black people that are participating because I've seen it. I've seen it. 100% I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Are they starting it? I can't confirm nor deny Mm -hmm. whether they're starting it or not. But the fact that they're participating, like I saw, I saw a video of uh, shipping containers getting looted. People jumping off, taking, taking TVs off of shipping containers that are on a moving train. I saw that yesterday. Yeah, I saw a Foot Locker. I saw somebody on a live. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Somebody on a live. I can't remember whose live it was. They were on a live, and somebody wrote in the comments, I'm watching you on the 85 inch TV that I looted. Are you serious? Really? Wow. Are you friggin' kidding me? So. The rioting and the looting, it needs to stop. People yeah, like, we can't make ourselves look 
worse than what they've already CSIs. Exactly. And 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 when it really comes down to it, the looting, I understand, is like, I, you know, when it comes down to COVID and all that stuff, I think that has exacerbated it yeah. to to a, a ridiculous extent. But it's something that would have happened anyway because that's what happened when riots occur. Mm-hmm. But even with the rioting, I don't think that the rioting is occurring the way that media portrays it because there are a lot of black businesses that are being destroyed right downtown in different areas of columbus in different areas of many different cities in the the nation for people that are trying to fight for us something doesn't seem right why would we destroy our own businesses Um, right you know why would we destroy our own in order to get the point across that just doesn't make sense that's why i feel that there truly are a lot of agitators out there people that are out there just to take advantage of the chaos absolutely and if you see this Please have your phone out, ready, get pictures of their faces, video of their faces, because they need to be put out there. People need to know who it is that's out here doing these things. Now, my people, I'm talking to you as sincerely as possible. Stop the bullshit and do this shit right. Yeah. Have your voice. Elect the appropriate officials. That's that's where elections that's where that's where we're gonna make the change not just presidential elections fuck the president because when it comes down to it the only way the president is supposed to get elected is through the electoral college and with the electoral college that's through this uh the the electoral college is built upon the the congressman and senate that that vote for them now of course if i remember correctly trump didn't win the 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 popular, popular vote, vote. Yeah. but he won the electoral even though the popular vote was supposed to go towards um his counterpart i believe it was uh hillary clinton i didn't care for her either but we we got the worst option yeah but at the same time i feel we had the best because and here's it why. exposes exactly the negativity this, this is why i feel this is so i'm i i hate the fact that the that we have Donald Trump, CEO or whatever you want to call him, of uh, The Apprentice. <laughs> I can't believe it. Businessman becoming the president. But when you really look at it, there is two evils that we were dealing with in that election back in 2016. Mm-hmm. We had to deal with Hillary Clinton, and then we had to deal with Donald Trump. Yep. Donald Trump, an explicit racist. And I and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say it. I'm calling a spade a spade. Yeah. He is racist. Yeah, absolutely. He, he is. is racist. But the implications of, of his actions, his words, his demeanor, he encourages violence. He yeah. encourages anarchy. And he does it and empowers people to, to do the same. Yeah, with his with, tweets and, with, and exactly. With Hillary, that's more implicit racism. Mm-hmm. I would I would say. That's just me personally. If somebody wants to, to speak on the other end of it, go ahead. We we chose the worst of two evils, yeah. but I think the fact that we chose an evil that is openly discriminatory, openly segregating against people of color, openly talking about people in such a way, calling us thugs, saying this, when you loot, we shoot. Like yeah, that, that was coined crazy. decades ago. Yeah decades ago that was coined by a racist so he quoted a racist yeah 
in that in that moment just a few days ago when he said when the looting starts the shooting starts why would you why would you as the president say when the looting starts the shooting starts so that means that there are people that follow you mm-hmm. that will say well the president says if you start looting i start shooting. shooting yeah i have my second amendment right i'm allowed to bear arms i see that there's a crime happening now depending on the state they can quote unquote legally perform a citizen's arrest. That's basically yeah. what happened with Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah. They felt that he was doing something that merited them to do a citizen's arrest. And when he tried to get away, they, shot they attract they attacked him. He defended himself. And in defending himself, they defended themselves. Yeah. But why would you bring a gun to a fight with somebody that doesn't have it? And then use the the use the caucasity of you to say I was in fear of my life. Right. You were the one that were following him. You were following him. The this, not my president, but this man that is in office now, has just created chaos. Absolute chaos. He's yep. that's that's it. He 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 was put in place to create chaos, and that's what he has done. And it, man, this is. It's hard to even have this conversation because it's a conversation that happens far too much. It's a conversation that I absolutely hate having to have. Um, it's, it's like, how do you, wow. how do you raise a three-year-old in this type of world? Awesome. A young Three black boy. How do you teach him everybody, everybody is not here for you? Everyone does not like you. Just because of the color of your skin. You have to be careful who you are around. It is just difficult. because you are a black boy. Yep. That's scary. Like that 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 right there brings me to tears. Yeah. The 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 most difficult thing for me as a parent, um, as a black man myself and as a, the father of a young black man that will grow up to become a black man himself, is that I would go out to a store. And I will become the next hashtag. Yeah. And the scariest thing about that is not even me losing my life. It's me losing my life for no reason and then leaving you here with our son without a father and without a husband. You know, that's that's a difficult thing to really conceptualize and, and to understand. But there is a legitimate fear that I have. Just coming out of the house every single day, especially yeah. in these days. Yeah. You know, just the other day we were driving um, on the freeway and I saw a car stopped over. It was a young black girl on the phone. She was getting her tire fixed yeah. by yep. two cops. I remember that. And on the surface, it's her getting her tire fixed. Obviously, she got a flat. Right. And I'm driving by. But me being me. I'm driving by and I'm looking the whole time and I'm analyzing as I'm as I'm driving. I'm slowing down just a little bit so I don't look suspicious, mm-hmm. but slowing down enough where I can see what's going on. I see right. her walking backwards in the opposite direction of where we're driving. I'm looking at her demeanor. It seems like she's talking on the phone trying to, you know, get a hold of like a friend, family, AAA, whatever it may be. The cops are working on the car, switching out the car. Mm-hmm. But when I see them, I don't see cops helping. I see cops trying to plan something. Right. I see cops um, trying to set her up. I see the next hashtag. Yeah. And it's a damn shame that that is what goes through my mind. You said something a little bit earlier 
we as black people, we have to make sure we're doing the right thing. Right. Because if we're not doing the right thing, it just makes it easier for for others to to portray us as as young black thugs. Mm-hmm. I say that because we were out shopping a few last weekend or so um, at Easton at Easton yep. for our son, and we were up at the top floor. You were getting food and everything, and at the bottom level, a bright a, a fight breaks out between young black men and it's Mm -hmm. just like we're dealing with so much right now Mm -hmm. why 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 does your energy have to go to fighting your brother always always like i'm sure it was over some bullshit that did not need to they didn't need to take it there but all you see is cops running from Mm -hmm. all different directions security running from all different directions we go to the car and there's a cop by our car. By yeah. our car, looking up and down stairs, and I'm not sure running if you around. Heard. So you can hear the description that they're given of the of the young man that he's looking for. Because when the fight breaks out, it was a young it was it was two young black guys, one had locks, the and it, and it was a group of guys. Yeah. But it was only those two that actually got into the scuffle, right? Yeah. So when we got to the car, mind you, we were gonna eat there and I was just yeah. like, you know what? Get, get I don't even here. feel comfortable because I don't I'm just not feeling right about where we are right now. Yeah. I see that there were some type of cops. Because they have the mall security at Easton. But then they also have the actual, the actual cops, cops that were there. Yeah. The guy, the cop brushed by us for the most part. And the first thing I hear before I see him is young black male. And then he gave a description of his clothes. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing that came to my mind is... What if Damn, somebody what else, if somebody had else has the same type of, same type of outfit? Yeah. Now he's gonna be profiled, and they're gonna automatically think that it's him. Yep. And then something can go awry, yep. you know. So it it that that hit me. I was just like, let's just get out of here. I can't, I can't do it. I don't want to be a part of it. And I'm just looking at this 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 cop or whatever the hell he is. Mall security. He wasn't wearing a green shirt like the typical um, mall security. Mall security. So yeah. he was wearing like. Actual th- white. He was either armed be, security yeah, or a he might cop. have been. Yeah. But just seeing that, I just stopped and I just watched him as I was getting you in the car, and it was just like, all right, I'm. I don't care what happens. If he does something, I'm gonna be ready because I yeah. will drop him if he tries some bullshit, you know. But at the same time, I'm thinking I can't do that because then what happens with you? What yeah. happens with our son? You know. Yeah. So the, these are the things that we have to deal with. It's like we, we have, have to think two steps ahead just, all the time just, every day we have to think for survival yeah and it's a damn shame that i have to think with the mindset of protecting you and our son versus protecting my life as an individual mm-hmm. like i would have to seriously stop and think about do i really need to get into this altercation do i allow this person to exert his dominance over me in order to make sure that I come out of this alive, to make sure that you and our son are good. Yeah. You know, I really have to fight with that on a regular basis. Seeing cops and stuff like this, I have to think about these things. But why? Why do, why do I have to constantly think about ways to get out of bad situations? Because any interaction with a cop be can taken. become my death. Yeah. You know? That's, it really, 
it it's really hard on our mental health as a black people as a or any person of color it's hard on the mental health because it's like every moment you have to think about those things like Mm -hmm. you said and who wants to live life that way nobody nobody for sure but this this is our reality and it's a reality that we've been living since the day we were born um even in our adolescence when we're ignorant of it Mm-hmm. And now when we're conscious of it, yeah. it's something that we have to deal with on a daily basis. My only issue is now that it's becoming so much more prevalent and so much more visible, what's being done yeah. to actually make a substantial difference? Like seriously, what needs to be done? Because th- this, this is what we're dealing with when you, when you really think about it. We can say what needs to be done, but we also have to start with, what has already happened, you know? I, I love this author. I love this this woman. Her name is, um, what is it, Joy, Joy DeGruy. She's an author of the book Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome. Okay. So she was the one that talked about, you know, PTSD but from slavery. Yeah. Right? So post traumatic slave syndrome, post traumatic slave disorders, different people use coin it in different ways. But it's basically that. When we look at people in the military, right? Yeah. Let's just lose this as an example because everybody's in the military, mm-hmm. you know, so this is for everybody to understand, not just for black people, but for everybody, black, white, whatever color you are, whatever creed you follow. Imagine this, because I'm sure you know somebody that's in the military. When you have somebody in the military that has experienced some type of trauma, mm-hmm. they now have PTSD, right? right? That PTSD affects them in so many ways. Physically, mentally, psychologically. Yeah. Now, once they receive that trauma, that trauma is now embedded in their DNA. Yep. So, research shows that when you, when you succumb to some type of PTSD, it can genetically be passed down in, in very minute ways mm-hmm. to your offspring. Yeah. Right? So, imagine a military sniper or military, uh, a marine or something like that going to war killing people or seeing people get killed that that has a significant impact on their mental stability yeah, absolutely. they come home they have to get therapy they have to get this they have to get that they need to be able to to cope with what they've dealt with right, right? so they receive counseling they receive medication they receive all these different things through the government right mm-hmm. to help them get through what they've gone they they get partnered with you know, um, service dogs. Yeah. They get partnered with, you know, coaches and this and that. They get all of these things handed to them, right? To help them cope with the stress and the trauma that they dealt with when they were in war, whether it was overseas, here domestically, whatever it may be. Right. They, they talk about COVID and they talk about how these nurses are suffering from, from PTSD, from seeing so many people dying. From this disease yeah. and having to succumb to this, right? I haven't thought about that. Uh, now let's now let's talk about the post traumatic slave syndrome as an equivalent to to PTSD, right? Mm-hmm. You have slaves that are being ripped from their homes, separated from their families. Yeah. Imagine being a mother, a son, um, a father, a, a a a daughter, coming in a slave ship, and once you land. You're in a blazing sun in a land that you've never seen before, a land you have no idea about. Yeah. 
And this family of four is now broken up into four different plantations, no longer to be seen. Yeah. They never see their family. That's trauma. To be brought to a plantation where they're in chains, they're being raped, beaten, raped. They're being beaten. They're being deprived of healthy meals. Yeah. They're being deprived of fair wage. They're being treated as animals. Absolutely. Through all of this, they have offspring. Their offspring now has to grow up knowing that their parents went through this. And because their parents went through this, now they have to go through this. Yep, dealing with the same trauma. The same trauma. Now, you have one generation that was brought here. The second generation that was born here. This is all this person knows now yeah. at this point. Yeah. Going forward, they have kids. And then they have kids. So the and trauma then they is passed ha- down. The trauma just keeps getting passed down. Now, there's no... There's no one that comes up and say, hey, maybe we should give them some help. Maybe we should give them some counseling. Maybe we should give them some pills or some medication to help with the depression, the stress. You know, all of these different things that they're dealing with. Maybe we should give them some type of service dog. Maybe we should give them some type of reparation. Maybe we should give them an apology. Maybe we should give them the things that they need to get them back on their feet. Because Lord knows if it wasn't for them, this country wouldn't be what it is today. Yeah. Now, imagine all of that stress, all of that trauma being passed down genetically. All of these centuries, all of these decades, all of these years. Now we're in a time where you and I, as parents, no longer have to deal with getting beat by a slave master, being raped by our slave masters, being tortured, being, being treated so inhumanely. But now we're dealing with a different type of stress. We're, dis- we're dealing with the mistrust that we have because we see the benefit of the privilege of our white counterparts. It's the same as, so just like we have PTSD from, uh, from slavery mm-hmm. and because it was passed down from generation to generation and mm-hmm. we're still, we're not slaves per se, mm-hmm. but we're still dealing with the, the negative aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's the same for our white counterparts. Like they, their ancestors were slave owners. Mm -hmm. So generations down the line, we're still clashing Mm -hmm. and we're still not being treated equally. But but the crazy thing is there are a lot of people that would say, but why are you blaming me for what my, my ancestors did? did. Mm -hmm. And they can't conceptualize that you are reaping the benefits of what your ancestors have done. Absolutely. Yeah. And you are reaping the benefit. Without sharing that benefit with us. Yep. So you are just as guilty for your complacency. Yep. You as, as Tom, Dick, or Harry, you are a descendant of a slave master. And of course I'm talking about the bad guys, y'all. Just, just so you know. You are a descendant of them, right? Mm-hmm. If you are a descendant of them and know that you are a descendant of a slave owner. And know that this person has owned slaves, this person has tortured slaves, this person has done this. And you say that you are not like them, but you still live on said plantation, you still own said plantation, you're still selling crops off of said plantation to continue your pockets getting bigger. Yeah. You are just as guilty. Just as guilty. Just as guilty. Now, what can you do? Hard to say. Very hard to say. What can you do? What are you comfortable with? That Mm -hmm. that's really my question. Because you're comfortable enough to receive those checks. Absolutely. You're comfortable enough to, to receive all these jobs when there are people that could very well be just as qualified or more qualified than you. You, you definitely 
loved our culture, but steal it just the same way. You love, you love our <laughs> women and men. Us. And do it the same way. Like, there's so much about us that the enemy loves. They love our culture. They love our swag. They love our music. They love the way we dress. They love our gold. They love our oil. I saw a meme that said, you love... Uh, you love black dick, but you don't like the, you know, the pro something like that. Like, yeah, I've, I've seen in, in, in the sex industry. Oh my God. I've been seeing so many tweets, so many IG stories of, of black sex workers putting, putting white sex workers out on front street. Like, yeah. so you out here on some real shit, like you dead ass out here talking about how you not trying to talk about this subject, how you're not trying to do this, but there are black people that pay you on a regular basis. Right. How could, how could you be so bold to not speak on the issues that we are dealing with and we're the ones putting money in your pocket, you know? Yeah. Because for, for, for sex workers, it's, it's, they, I, 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 oh Lord, I see, I see so many different people in, in that, in that field. And they are just disgusted with the the silence, because silence is very deafening. Yeah. And they are they are very fed up with the silence of their white counterparts that are refusing to even speak on the subject, or ignoring the subject, or trying to post things outside of it. Yeah. There's there's money to be made, of course, and it's not just in sex work; it's also in in business. But when you really think about it, there's so much going on on the business side that's really taking advantage of us as people if all black people if all people of color black latino all people of color if we pulled our money out of the white community and just gave to our own don't you know we would shut america down we've we've done it before you know with, with black tulsa. wall street yep with tulsa black yeah. wall street we've done it in so many ways and every time we flourish they find some way to break us down. Yep. They always find some way to break us down. And when you really think about it, when we empower ourselves, that is when we really start to to mess with their pockets. Absolutely, yeah. Because the only thing that's really going to stop things is when their pockets are getting affected. Yep. You know, when it came to Malcolm X and, and Dr. King, for, for many years, people talked about Dr. King. And I'm not sure how many people actually looked at Dr. King or listened to um, his rhetoric when he first started while he was at his peak and then towards the end of his life but towards the end his rhetoric changed and not many people really see or not many people really saw or noticed how his rhetoric changed because it was always about peace and all this stuff you know there was always you know for him it was non-violence non-violence and, you know, you had uh, Malcolm, Malcolm X, X with By Any Means Necessary. Right. You know, so the reality of that is true. You know, we, we want to be nonviolent, but we need to embody both. We need to embody the nonviolence because we need to protest and do this the right way. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if y'all going to disrespect us and y'all going to be out here on some on bullshit, yeah. best believe There's By be Any Means Necessary, we're going to defend ourselves. Definitely retaliation. But, but the thing that trips me out when... You get towards the end of Dr. King's life, you start to see his rhetoric change. Mm -hmm. And he starts speaking more about economic impacts. Yeah. He starts talking about getting away from 
the white community stores. Stop purchasing with them. Yeah. Start empowering yourself. Start growing your own food. Start doing all of these different things that would empower our own community. Yeah. That started hitting the pockets because he was a world leader at that yeah. point. No one's racist National towards leader. green faces. You know, no so one is racist towards when you, that money. Yeah, that, that green money, everybody likes the green money. But when you look at the black buying power, the black buying power per year, trillion. Yeah, for sure. Trillions. So... When you, when you think about it, black people as consumers provide so much to the economy, right? If we took the black dollar out of all this bullshit, imagine what this nation would do. Yeah. But the problem is we're not coming together on these issues. We was, looking, we was listening to the Rush Limbaugh interview, and it's just oh, it, it was sickening to listen to that Rush Limbaugh in, interview with um, the, the Breakfast, Breakfast Club, Club the other day. Because you can hear where he's trying his hardest not to make Trump sound bad. Trying to say how he's a very humble person and Bullshit. all of this stuff. And you could hear the anger in, in Envy and, and Charlemagne and Angela Yee's voices. Like, like, what are you talking about? Like, why can't you just say it? Why don't you say that he is this and he does this and this is how he acts and this you is his You know why? Demeanor. Because he is backing his... They're allies to each other. So mm -hmm. he's backing Trump. He has but to. black people, we have to have that same mannerism. We have to. We have to. And, and that's one of the biggest problems with us. We don't, we don't come together as, as a, as a, so, as solely as a community to make decisions for our community. We're always divided. The thing that I hate the most, and, and this is a topic that really gets to me so much, is when they say... Black people are Democrats. Now, before I understood the history of, you know, the Democratic Party versus the Republican Party, when you really look back in history, the black people were with the Republican Party mm -hmm. many years ago. Yeah. You know, but with the bullshit that's been going on, fuck, fuck these parties. Right. Like, honestly, fuck all the parties. You have, we have to come together as a united front and talk to all these candidates and say, hey... What is it that you're going to do for us? Exactly. We have to come together. We have to financially support as mm -hmm. well. Because these candidates are going towards the people that are putting money towards their campaign, ensuring that they get these positions. Yeah. Understandable. But at the same time, you cannot automatically just group me in with Democrats. Because the They're Democrats for, for the us. last few years haven't done shit for us. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to say it in, in a generalized way like... They, 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 we've had a Democratic, Democrat as a president, you know, Obama, all these different Democrats that have been presidents in the past, they haven't done anything. But when you really look at it, what has significantly be, been done to benefit our community? And not even just benefiting our community, what have we asked for? What have we demanded mm -hmm. as a united front to say, this is what we as the black constituent want? Yeah. When are you going to provide this for us? Reparations and all that stuff, I don't believe we're ever going to get reparations. No. Because to give reparations, look, like look what they just did with $1,200 stimulus checks. Yeah, it's beating a dead it's, horse. It's bullshit. Action, I don't give a fuck that. about none of that shit. Yeah. Tell me what you're going to do to get us out of the bullshit. What are we going to do about these police chiefs that ain't shit? We what need are we gonna black do? police chiefs. These, we need black police chiefs. We need black mayors. We need black governors. Yeah, we need... We need Black we need, people. We in need power. more black officers, more black firefighters, more black 
um, uh, judges. Yeah. Like, we need all of these things, yes. But when are we going to get to that point? What do we have to do to get to that point? Why is it that anytime there's a, a senseless murder by cops, that these cops always get off? You know why? Because the Fraternal Order of Police are yeah. the ones that, that run the investigation and they always stand up for themselves. For, yep. We need an independent, some, somebody that's outside of the situation, somebody that is not privy to what was going on on either side, somebody that can look at the situation and objectively say, this is what has occurred. Based on the evidence that has occurred in this video, based on the evidence that has occurred, based on the history of this officer, we see that X, Y, and Z. We don't want somebody that works for the police or works for the Fraternal Order to of investigate. Police to investigate yeah. this because we will never get where we need to go. And it's crazy because they worked together for many years or yep. I don't know what it was. There's, but there's, there's always some type of connection like, oh, I know this person and we've been friends and... You know, I know this judge and all this stuff. They always look at each other. The Fraternal Order Police, they also bully a lot of candidates as well. Yeah. You know, that a lot of that stuff was happening in New York um, from what I've been reading lately. It's, it's just so much corruption. It's so much money and power that controls everything. Without money and power, how are we supposed to, you know, progress and get where we need to go? You know, so it's, it's it, I feel like having this conversation is exhausting. Very exhausting. Having this conversation... All it does is just make me angry. It it really stresses me the hell out having to think about all of these different things that could have occurred to me, that could happen to me, that can kill me. Mm-hmm. Having all these conversations that, you know, fall on, on, on deaf ears because people just don't want to listen. People don't want to believe. And I think a lot of it is like they just fear that if it becomes real for them, they have to admit in their privilege. Their they thoughts. have to admit and give up that stuff. Once they once you have to give give up that privilege, like you can't you can't you just you can't deal with that. It's a hard thing to deal with. That that the same author I just told you about, uh, Doctor DeGruy. Yeah. She also was one of the one of the people that coined the term cognitive dissonance, where you have two opposing viewpoints. Okay. And those uh, you you truly believe in one thing, and then you have something that comes to you and completely rattles you. So for example. Let's say you're a white person that says, I don't understand. Well, all lives matter. Why does just black lives matter? And, uh, you know, I know. We, let's not get into that. <laughs> but when, when it really comes down to it, these are people that are ignorant to the reality, right? Yeah. Now, let's say they are completely shaken when they see this video of this police officer with his knee in George Floyd's neck, right? Yeah. See this eight, no, nine minute video of a man begging for his life and they're not rendering aid. He's saying, I can't breathe. They're not regular. Is, this is not the first time we've had a I can't breathe hashtag. Yeah. This has been out for a few years. Yeah. I can't breathe. So what cognitive dissonance says, um, the theory says, when you have this one belief system, you have another one that completely comes in and just shatters it. But you still choose to believe that same ideology that you originally believed. Right. Even though you know the truth. That is the issue of what we deal with here in America. That sounds Even like privilege. when we have people that say, well, all lives matter. Yes, all lives matter, but all lives don't matter if black lives are included in that all lives. Right. When people talk about, you know, this is, this is what black people have been dealing with all this time. We've been getting killed. We've been getting murdered in all these types of ways. Black on black crime has done this too. So why are you so 
up in arms about, you know, this happening. This happens to white people as well. Well, motherfucker, listen to this. Not at the same rate. It's not, one, it's not at the same rate. It, there's major disparities in, in, in it. We're disproportionately sent to prison more. Yeah. We're murdered by cops more. D- disproportionately. Like, you have to look at the rate in which that this happens. Does it happen to white people? Yes. Does it happen to Asian people? Latino people? Indian people? Yes, it can. But when you look at it for the black community, our population to the amount that's in the prison industrial complex, to the ones that are being murdered by these police officers, you have to really take into consideration that there's something up with that. And then to go alongside of that, if you bring an argument to me and say, well, what about black on black crime? Miss me with that bullshit. And here's why. Miss me with that bullshit. When you look at black on black crime, if quote unquote Tyrone shoots and kills Junebug down the street, cops find him. Mm-hmm. Cops lock him up. Right. He gets tried. He gets life. He gets 25, 35, 50, whatever amount of years. When a cop kills a black person, they get paid administrative leave. Yeah. They get death duty. They keep their job. Or. They get fired from that department, that city, that township, that state. They can no longer work there. They move to another state, start the bullshit all over again. Yeah. So miss me with the bullshit when you say, well, what about black on black crimes? Black on black crimes, one is bullshit because it's not black on black crimes because black people kill black people, white people kill black people, black people kill white people. We all killing each other. Mm-hmm. But the difference is these are appointed officials servants of the people we pay them with our taxes they are here to protect and serve but all they're out here doing is killing and pillaging yeah i need people to understand when you bring up that argument of black on black crimes you got to understand that we are not being killed by our own people and they're getting away scot-free like these cops are they don't have a fraternal order of police that's protecting them they don't have all of these cops standing up for them and guarding their houses for them. They don't have that. All we have is senseless crime. So when you have these cops doing this to us, that's when we start to start to question these things. And that's when we start to say, this is bullshit. That's why we protest. This is why we fight. This is why Dr. King died. This is why Malcolm X died. This is why Colin Kaepernick took a knee. We are doing this because the way that we're being treated is unfair and it's not conducive to the well-being of our people and all we're asking treat us right equality equality it's simple it's very simple but i i don't want to belabor myself with the stress of this i did want to bring up two more things one being a video that i saw and i and i call this the generational video and i'm sure a lot of you have seen this where there is there is a 16-year-old, a 31-year-old, and I think like a 46-year-old oh, um, yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. I remember that video. And the 46-year-old guy, and I'm and ignore the ages, but it was about that. The, it was a guy in his 40s, uh, uh, another guy in, that his was 30s. like 31, mm-hmm. and then a 16-year-old. And the one that was speaking the truth in the whole situation was a 31-year-old. Yeah. The 46-year-old guy, and they're all black. 46-year-old guy, they're out of protest, and he's fed up. He's pissed off. He's like, he's been dealing with this for years. He's fed up with the bullshit. He's ready to fight. He's angry. And I believe they were putting themselves in a position where they were about to get hurt yeah. by cops and all this stuff. 
The 16-year-old was doing the same because he's pissed off with everything that's going on. The 31-year-old, on the other hand, was speaking so much truth. And he was saying, you have to look. He was talking to the 16-year-old. He was just like you. And he was like holding him and shaking there's him and a, speaking to him from his heart. There's another video of him talking to the older guy as well. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically saying the OG, the 46-year-old, has been dealing with this. I, as a 31-year-old man, have been dealing with this. And we've been doing it the same way for decades. Yep. You, as a 16-year-old, are going to still be dealing with the bullshit 10 years from now when you're 26. Yep. The difference is... Right now is an opportunity for you to Change find another way. Yeah. Change that narrative and find another way. Yeah. Because the problem is we can't we can't make a change by putting ourselves in harm's way. And that's what he was that was the message that he was trying to get to him. And as he's saying it, he's breaking down crying. His voice is trembling and he's shaking. And when he says that, I felt that shit in my soul. Yeah. Like real talk, I felt that shit in my soul. So it hits me because it's like I have to think about my three-year-old son and telling him like, yo, 10 years from now when you're 13, they might look at you as a grown man Yep. and they can shoot you just the same and they will plant some shit on you to make you look like you are the bad guy. Yep. They will find some type of bad report, something just to make it seem so much worse and, and to justify the actions. I feared for my life, so I had to protect myself and I didn't mean to kill him. I'm so sorry, but no, yeah. just because you're insecure and you have a demeanor about you of fear, you should not be a cop. If you are so fearful, you sh you sh like uh, about just being in a neighborhood like that, being in the, in the quote-unquote hood, being in a ghetto, if you're fearful of the people that you're there to serve, you don't need Why to be a cop. Why are you doing it? Yeah. You don't need to serve there. Go to the suburbs where you can go and, and chop it up with, with Karen. Your, with Karen, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's I want I want people to realize that we can't make a change if we continue to use the same strategies that we've always used. We can't continue to put ourselves in harm's way. We have to think logically. We have to think with a mindset of of prosperity in it. We have to think, okay, how are we going to do this? Because we need to make sure that we can survive after it. Right. How are we going to survive financially? Right. After this type of thing happens, because when you're tearing down all of these buildings, all of these stores, this is the economy that you're messing Tax up. Tax dollars will be going up. Tax dollars is going to fix that. When you're destroying these cops' cars, I hope you realize that these cop cars, these cops, all this damage and stuff that you're doing, the money is coming out. It's of coming our out pockets. of our our taxes. We pay for all of these things. Yeah. Where do you think that budget comes from? When they propose these things on the, at the polls, they're asking about this because they need the funds for it. When you're destroying these cards, you're destroying your own property. Yeah. And when you destroy your own property, what do you have to do? You got to pay for it. Rebuild. Think about it. Think about your actions before you take it. Um, I wanted to finish with just this last thing. And this, this is a, a video. I don't know when it came out, but it's, it's so fitting. It came, it came from Viola Davis. Yeah, you sent that to oh, me. Oh, my goodness. It was so powerful. And that's not, it, it speaks not just to right now times but it speaks to life in general exactly so i'm gonna i'm gonna play this clip because i want people to really listen to this and and envision it close your eyes and listen to it and embody what she's saying and understand that you're worth it you're worth it 
three words we have all heard at least a thousand times, right? You're worth it. But do you really understand what that means? It's a beautiful reminder to us all that we have worth. You have reason and rarity. There is value in each and every one of us, including you. That is precious even on the days you might not feel it. You never depreciate in value. Those words are there to remind you. So to all those watching who feel like that or have ever felt like that, focus on what I'm about to say and repeat after me. I'm worth it. Okay? Maybe that felt great or perhaps that felt weird. Let's go again. First, take a deep breath and let it out. Forget the naysayers and silence the critics, even if the harshest words are the ones you say to yourself. Do not doubt yourself and this time speak it louder, really loud. I'm worth it. And the next time you hesitate before going after something you want, the next time you blush and brush off a compliment, the next time you doubt your place in the world, in the workplace, in your home or in your own skin, say these words to yourself, I'm worth it. And I know you will always say it like you mean it. I'm worth it. Because you are. And always will be. Got that? Now this was, this was an advertisement for L'Oreal Paris, right? So, it's yes, it was an advertisement for L'Oreal pa Paris, but that was such a powerful short, very fitting, powerful monologue, whatever you want to call it. You are worth it. Mm -hmm. I am worth it. We are worth equality we are worth everything that we've ever wanted we deserve it yeah we should fight for what we believe in and fighting doesn't necessarily mean physically doing so we can protest we can debate we can meet with our city officials we can talk to all of these different people but we need to go in there with the mindset that we are worth it in order to make sure that we keep ourselves at the forefront of our thoughts and make sure that we are fighting not just for ourselves, but for our generations that are coming right behind us. Um, wow. It's, I did not want this episode to be so heavy, but it is heavy and it's something that needs to be talked about. We have a platform, so we're going to use it the way that it needs to be used. And we're going to speak on the subjects that other people may not speak on. It's bullshit what we're dealing with. It hurts. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of stress. How can you not talk about what's going on? It's everywhere. You turn on the TV. You turn on the radio. You open your phone. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And like you said earlier, it's exhausting. But we have to not just talk about it, but we have to do things to start changing the narrative that we were given. Exactly. So I just want to close this and say that this is something that has been hitting me hard. Um, I've been struggling with this as a black man, as a black father, as a black husband. We just need to stick together and continue to fight the good fight. Um, as we close out, 
for those that are interested, no matter what city you're in, please, please, there are protesters out, out there that are fighting for your rights. I don't expect everybody to go protest because there's a lot of people that are, are unable to. There are a lot of people that cannot leave their homes because of fear of getting sick. There are a lot of people with, with you know, immune diseases and things of that nature that makes them susceptible to what's out there with COVID. Understandable. But there are ways you contribute. You can contribute. So if you can and if you're able, please take the time and reach out to your bills funds by cities. What I'm going to do is post a, a list of the cities and their bill funds, their, their, either their hashtags, their websites, or the names of them. And please donate because there are protesters out there that are fighting a good fight and they're being arrested and they need to be bailed out. Yeah. We, I've already donated from our household um, a few days ago. If you can and you're able to, please, please, please donate to these bail funds in Columbus Ohio, it is Columbus Freedom Fund. I will post inside of the description all of the websites, names, and cash apps uh, that I have available. Please donate. There's also attorneys out there that are working pro bono, are working pro bono to, to help, help these all people. of these people. So please, if you have any resources, please share it in the comments. Please share it with your with your friends, your family. Share this this episode with your friends and family as well. This is this is just. Is disheartening, but we're going to get through it like we've always gotten through it. So as we close, the only thing that's fitting to say at this point is Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Stay safe, people. Stay safe and continue to fight the good fight.